Today on Fuzzy Logic, we're talking sneezing. Spring has well and truly sprung, and that means it's the sneezing season here in Canberra. Why are you sneezing? Well, we're going to find out today, right here on Fuzzy Logic. Good morning, Canberra, and welcome to Fuzzy Logic, your science on a Sunday. Thanks very much to Pat from Irish Voice for the show beforehand. But now we're going to make our way... Oh, <laughs> and there's the door on the way out. Um, so <laughs> we're very glad you can uh, stick around with us. Uh, if you've just been listening to Irish Voice or if you've just joined us, welcome along. Uh, we've got an hour's worth of science coming up for you today and we're going to focus on sneezing. But before I get too far into that, I should introduce myself. My name's Broderick and it's a, a fantastic to have you listening on the radio today and joining me in the studio is the fantastic Phoebe. Good morning, Phoebe. Good morning to you. <laughs> welcome along to Fuzzy. It's your first show today it really is you excited yes uh, 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 oh, so excited <laughs> sneezing with excitement oh yeah I, I don't know whether that's well actually no we're going to talk about excited sneezing a little bit later on oh, well um, you've got your uh, pocket packet of tissues at the ready i do i do well this is what prompted the show today it was that i was sitting around at home getting ready as i normally do for fuzzy researching my stories and all i could do was sneeze um because of course it's uh, spring it's hay fever going on and i thought so no research has been done just no, no research just sneezing i'm like right clearly there's a scientific link here between the fact that it is now well it's now november today it was october but it's into spring and i'm sneezing there's some signs here done um, you could have been a snot monster at a halloween party last night i could I could have. I could have. Uh, no, I didn't go to Halloween party last night. I stayed at home researching my fuzzy logic stories like good a good, man. good uh, presenter. Do you hear that, listeners? Appreciate. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> There's no time to party when science is afoot. Well, totally. Totally. I mean, I'm... Actually, no, I'm going to tell this story because uh, <laughs> you've just completely distracted me now, but I made something, we made something amazing at work this week. Um, so I uh, was trying to put together an activity based around um, biology and the adaptations of birds and that sort of thing. And uh, my colleague and I had the thought that we could do this activity with worms um, and kids creating a beak, um, like a pretend bird beak to eat the worms and see which shape beak picks up the worms best uh and so we decided to create these worms and the way we created them i actually thought was a fantastic halloween um food was basically we got some jelly crystals um added a bit more gelatin in them poured them into a cup but poured them through a whole bunch of straws Ooh. that were filling that cup so rather than the jelly setting in like what in the normal way that it does it's set within the straws and then you squeeze the jelly out the straws and made these awesome little worms. Wow. Yeah. Gummy worms just wouldn't cut it because no, the children would eat them. That's right. And then I thought you meant real worms and you were teaching the children to kill Could other animals. But... <laughs> no, no, no. Gummy, uh, jelly worms. Wow. Um, and that uh, these ones actually tasted quite good, but we could make them taste bad so the kids don't eat them. Mm, um, make them taste like broccoli. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> How do we get onto this? Let's get Snot back monsters. to sneezing. Let's Snot get monster. back to sneezing. Let's get back to sneezing. Oh, that's right, because then, you know, we pretended that we were sneezing because they were green worms and horrible stuff. <laughs> Hilarity ensued <laughs> in the workplace. Indeed, indeed. Today we're going to talk about sneezing. Sneezing, sneezing, sneezing. It's, uh, it's one of those things that kind of uh, everyone does. 
uh, it happens. Um, why do we sneeze? Well, I think I think people kind of know that it's that irritation that's happening in your nose. Something's going on in your nose, and it's like I got to get this out of here. Achoo, pushing all that uh, out of your nose, and it's it's kind of a, a whole little process here because it triggers something in your brain. Um, Oh, it's something in your nose lining triggers a signal to your brain. Your brain's like, we've got to get rid of that. We've got to get it out here. So it triggers a deep breath. We breathe in, and that gets held inside your lungs. And then as a result, our chest muscles tighten and pressure builds up. Our tongue pushes against the roof of our mouth, forces breath to come fast out of our nose, and then we get that big achoo as it comes out. Wow. That's all the processes. I didn't processes realize I put so on. much effort in when I sneeze. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. I'm an athlete. Yeah, totally, totally. So much going on. You should just sneeze more often to work out, I think. Um, so, yeah, so that's what's going on in there. And what's actually happening is um, the, the sensors that signal our brain are a little sillier in there. So they're like tiny hair-like paddles inside our nostrils and sinuses, and they, they move to try and expel the irritants. So they're kind of flapping about to get them out. And then, of course, that 100-mile-an-hour sneeze that comes shooting out uh, your nose can, uh, can then help extract that as well. So are these little nose hairs, are they different to the ones that, you know, when you get old, and your nose hairs just grow out of your nose and into your mouth. Are they different to those? They are different, a little oh. bit different to those, yes. Um, so these ones are a tiny little um, cilia, so they're quite, um, they're almost microscopic, um, and they're kind of uh, always, I suppose, idling in, in first gear is how you'd say it. They're always kind oh. of wobbling about, um, and then when they do get that... Uh, that foreign matter coming into your nose, they spring into action, and they... Uh, they start moving more and sending that signal to your brain. It's like, no, nah, we need to shoot this out of here. Um, violently. Violently. That's right. Well, and it shoots stuff quite a distance. Like, we're talking, you know, half a metre to a metre away, you're shooting stuff. Um, I know. Oh. <laughs> I, I actually I posted a, a video this morning of uh, some people sneezing in slow motion, and I, I think they've enhanced <laughs> the effect by, by potentially swallowing some water beforehand, but the amount of particles that just come through. Putting jelly worms in their noses. Putting jelly worms in their noses. Potentially that was it too. The amount of stuff that comes flying out their noses and flying quite a long way. So if anyone sneezes and they don't cover their mouth, you're nasty. Because it goes all around town. Totally, totally nasty. Um... So that that whole process of sneezing has been known for quite a while, and we know that it's to get stuff out of our nose. If you stick stuff up there, it's going to make you sneeze to get it out. Um, although generally we're talking the <laughs> microscopic dust pollen type level, not a whole crayon. Um, <laughs> But it's recently been found in the last few years by scientists that a sneeze is kind of like a, a system reset too. So kind of like pr- pressing Control-Alt-Delete on the computer. Um, and uh, what's happening uh, when, it, when it sneezes is it completely resets what's happening in your nose. Because your nose is a really important part of keeping us healthy. Uh, so... I don't know if you know this, but, um, I mean, a nose is one of the, the few holes into our body, so to speak. Uh, and generally... Don't look at me like that. I, well, no, I'm just, I'm just pointing out that, you know, what we, what we take in our mouth is, is really important. That's why we wash our hands before we eat, because what we eat goes inside our body. Now, generally, our ears are reasonably protected. There's a lot of wax in there to keep stuff out, and it can't really get anywhere. But our nose, that goes right down into our digestive system, into uh, digestive system. 
what it does because it goes through the same system through our mouth and it goes through our breathing system too so if we start taking too much in there it's going to cause us to get sick because yeah. there's so many things that can go through so that that mucusy uh, snotty stuff in our nose is mm, really who's important eating brunch right now <laughs> That's right. Nice little porridge or some uh, some stuff like that. That's all. That's all in there to stop us from getting sick. So um, does that mean when you're saying it's a restart? What about those people who like machine gun sneeze? That's a pretty rapid series of restarts. Well, that's right. But I often the people who machine gun sneeze are doing really small sneezes. Ooh. Like I don't know about you, and we're, we're going to talk about what your sneeze means about you in a little bit. Sounds but... like a bad Clio magazine. It is. This is, this is the what BuzzFeed poll. What does your sneeze say about you? Will <laughs> men like that? <laughs> <laughs> well, and actually, this is this is one of the things. Is I in this is totally non scientific study, but in my experience, the people who do those multiple sneezes tend to be female. Um, really? I, that, that's what I found. You found men that do it. I don't. I've never really thought about yeah, it. But I have no, to say. I, I, I mean, I know people who just sneeze. Like my uh, stepfather, when he sneezes, he'll sneeze like twenty-seven times in a row. But there'll be brief pauses in between. It just starts, sets off like this ongoing montage of sneezing. Yeah. And all I can do is laugh. <laughs> It's very supportive of you. Yeah. Very supportive. Um, well, I've found that generally, you know, those those sneezes are the the little short ones. That are ch- 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 that sort of thing. And and I feel like because, well, I, and actually this has been shown, that because they're not sneezing with that much force, they need to sneeze more often to get it out of there. And so they're just getting that repeated signal. They're like, no, you haven't got it yet. Sneeze again. No, you haven't. And maybe that's what your stepfather's doing. He's just a really inefficient Failing? sneezer. <laughs> I'll tell him that. <laughs> yeah. Scientists have proved that you are terrible at sneezing. That's right. Or he has a lot of stuff up his nose. That's one, true. One of the two. One oh, of the two. True. Crayons. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or potentially he may have a genetic disorder as well. Um, it's been shown that uh, people with uh, sinusitis uh, and genetic disorders such as... Well, I'm, I'm guessing he probably doesn't have cystic fibrosis. You may know about that if he did. Um, but those sorts of disorders have trouble clearing out mucus. Um, and, and for part of that uh, is, is because the, uh, the, the trouble with the cilia in there of, of clearing out what's going on. Um, and so uh, what uh, some researchers did is uh, to study this cilia and to see how it's going and to realise what role it actually plays. They kind of deconstructed the sneeze um, and, and they went quite far. Um, and what they were doing was having a look at whether sneezing has a role in getting that cilia to help clear out the mucus. Um, so they took t- uh, cells from the nostrils of healthy people to do this. And uh, they also took it from uh, patients with sinusitis. And uh, they grew these cells in, in an incubator for several weeks until the cells formed that same type of lining that's in our sinuses, so that cilia. And then they puffed air on the, the lining over it. So kind of like, a, well, <laughs> as they've called it, an in vitro sneezum. Hmm. Yeah, c- causing it to... Um, causing it to have a, a potential sneeze. And what they found was when they puffed air over these cells, the cilia beat faster. So you can see as they're pushing that air through, exactly like a sneeze going past, it's going, hey, we need to wobble a bit more. We need to, to help get that going. Get the party started. Um, yeah, exactly. But, but the interesting thing was when they took the tissue from the sinusitis patients and puffed air over the cilia, they didn't beat faster. So what they're finding is that uh, when uh, a a regular person sneezes, um, 
they get that cilia going, it kind of kick-starts what's going on in the nose and it gets that, that foreign matter out of there. But those patients with sinusitis, they're not having that kick-start happen. And, uh, and so uh, they have to, to sneeze some more and keep it going. So I don't know whether your, your grandfather has uh, sinusitis. Um, maybe. Maybe. Um, so then they're, they're looking at whether they can then take this information and come up with a, a treatment therapy to, to help get people's uh, cilia in their nose going um, because currently there's no real treatment option for chronic sinusitis. Uh, and so potentially um, this study could help, uh, blowing air across cilia can help us find a solution to help activate that cilia in, in people's noses. Mm, but in the meantime, suffer. In the meantime, suffer. That's right. You just have to go through those multiple sneezes yeah. and, uh, and you know, just a something like that. What type of sneezer are you, Phoebe? Uh, loud and large loud and, and large. occasional. I know that I'm getting sick if I sneeze more than twice in a day. Oh, okay. It's just my oh, personal radar. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I'm normally... I normally sneeze a couple of times a day myself, um, and that's kind of normal, like, for me. I'm a, I'm a bit of a sneezer, um, but I'm also the loud and large uh, type of sneezer as well. Um, and, in fact, uh, a study was done on different types of sneezers and uh, what they say about you as a person. Um, it was conducted by Benadryl, um, and they got Patty Wood, who's a, a body language expert from the US, uh, to... S- and people sneezed on her. People sneezed on her, <laughs> she, and she just said, everyone is horrible. I don't <laughs> like anyone at all, because they all... No. I tried uh, to stand two metres away, but it wasn't enough right. from some of you. Yeah. No, she's just had one of those sneeze guards, like they have over salad bars, you know, just oh. behind one of them. That's right. Uh, no, I don't know how she conducted her study. Um, I think uh, I think it was basically just survey-based. So she asked people about their personality traits and also their sneeze styles, and she'd studied about 500 people. Oh. Um, and she came up with with uh, four general types of sneezes and a uh, four-part personality profile to, to match those sneezes. Uh, so for you and me uh, being our big sneezes, our loud sneezes, we're called the get-appreciated sneezer. Mm. We want some recognition for our sneeze. Uh, according to, to Wood, uh, the, our sneezes are most likely to be loud, funny, long-lasting and come in multiples. I'm sorry, uh, but funny, funny, funny sneezes. Like if a clown sneezes. I, I don't know. Yeah, do you just have a bit of <laughs> at the end? Or, uh, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, generally mine's pretty loud. I, I don't know about. Uh, I, well, I actually think my sneeze genuinely sounds like an achu, as I say it, which I find mm. kind of amusing. I wonder if that's a cultural thing. Like you know how when. Uh, <laughs> Like, uh, if you're listening to animal noises in, like, another country, that sounds weird. But, uh, like, a little child in, uh, I don't know, France or something, instead of saying, like, oh, the dog says woof, they'll say, oh, the dog says bow bow or something like that. Like, I wonder if sneezing is, like, we say it sounds like achoo, but maybe in other countries, like, it's actually snooze uh, that's true. There, oh. there is like I, I remember reading um, Asterix comic books as a, a kid, which are French, and quite often the sneezes they translate most of the English words, but I feel like they often didn't trans- the, translate the sneeze because that would be written as uh, chow, like T really? C H O U, chow, chow, chow. I don't know how you say it because I'm not French. Bonjour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so look, I mean, maybe it is one of those things that I've been culturally brought up to say "achu" as yeah. I sneeze. 
please. Um, so you want to be appreciated for saying I, I want to be appreciated. In fact, according to I love this slide. According to this, uh, Patty Wood, uh, the, these sorts of sneezes, the get appreciate get appreciated sneezer is looking for applause at the end of their sneeze. Um, and as a personality trait, what this says is that uh, this person is uh, often charismatic, an influential leader. Uh, someone who's well-liked, playful and boisterous. I'm feeling like this describes us quite well, Phoebe. Well, I mean, I do bow at the end of every time I sneeze, so that could <laughs> yeah. be a part of it. But to me, I mean, get appreciated for sneezing yeah. ridiculously. I mean, I don't want to categorise myself as this, but it sounds like you're narcissistic and have low self-esteem, that you need someone to validate your sneezing. Well, <laughs> that's that's uh, potentially what's happening here too. Um According to uh, the the study here, uh, get appreciated sneezes don't do so well if they're not noticed, and uh, some might even launch a big sneeze, even a fake one, if they're feeling neglected. No. Apparently, I don't think I've ever sneezed want to just be that to guy. be looked at. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have a friend, and when he sneezes, it's ridiculous, and I always have to make fun of him after he does it, because it's got to be a put-on. It just does. Like, I will move away from the microphone for this, because he'll go, achoo And he'll just yell at the end of the sneeze. What's with that? That's not part of the sneeze. That's no. not the nose. That's just shouting. Well, I feel like the... We're going to get to the other three sneezes in a moment. But Don't worry, everyone. We will find what you are. Yeah, but I feel like that is is developed by a person. Like I feel like my giant sneeze came from high school uh, when being a year t- uh, nine, year ten boy, um, as as most men go through this stage. Um, growing up. <laughs> growing up, yeah. Uh, it, it became a thing to be, you know, loud and boisterous. And so every time I would sneeze in the classroom, I'd be like, achoo! Yeah, everyone look Good at me. One, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, big high five, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like... It's I a part of puberty, man. Yeah, it's a part of puberty. Right. You sneeze up. and you become a man. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> maybe maybe that's why, because I did want to be noticed. I want to be boisterous and loud. So um, why are you still doing it then? Aren't you satisfied? Well, no, I think it's it's just built in now. I can't not sneeze like that anymore. Oh. Yeah. Maybe I'll, t- I'll try it this week. I'll start trying to sneeze quieter and see if it makes a difference. But then you'll you'll want to be appreciated, so you'll just keep sneezing quietly and looking over your shoulder like anybody. Huh? Hello? Huh? Hey? Yeah. Did you hear that? Maybe. I yeah. just I remember like uh, growing up, my mom always had a really loud sneeze, and I'd be embarrassed by how loud it was. Like you know, how, how could you do that? Everybody's looking. I mean, what was that? And now I do it. <laughs> so I say it's genetic or something. Genetic sounds reasonable. Yeah, I, I think that like could be reasonable. You can't too. Uh, what behavioural therapy your own. Uh, <laughs> What is it? Cognitive behavioural therapy? Yeah, that's right. It's 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 an unconscious thing that's yeah. happening. You just have to do it. Um, and I mean, it's, I'm sure it's got something to do with the shape of your your mouth and your head and all that sort of thing, making the noise in your the... instrument. That's your right, head your instrument. instrument. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, maybe people like. What about people who have surgery for various reasons? I wonder if their sneeze changed. Oh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. That's an interesting point. I have to look into that. Mm. Anyway, we've got three other types of sneezes to get through here, so I'm going to get through them. I'm determined to. Um, So we had the get appreciated sneezer, uh, who's loud. Uh, We've got the get along sneezer, um, and they're discreet sneezers. They turn around, hope no one hears them, just a little chick. 
generally polite, friendly and warm. They want work to avoid conflict, these people. They don't like to bother people or break social etiquette. They fear what others may think of them. Uh, nurturers, supporters, good listeners. It's the get-along sneezer. Wow. Um, the doormat sneezer. The do- <laughs> the doormat sneezer. Your words, not mine. Um, <laughs> Sorry to all the doormat sneezers out there. Be loud and proud. Yeah, exactly. You can be proud when you sneeze. It's a, it's a, you got to get it out there. Exactly. Um, and then there's the the practical people next. The get it done sneezer. Um, they might try and hold it in, but if they can't, the sneezer's going to be loud, forceful, and fast. They want to get it out and over so they can move on to other things. Maybe this is you. Or do Maybe. you think you're the other one? Because not not craving attention. I feel like I'm craving attention. I'm just going to admit that. I'm going to go Says with the it. radio host. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, one for the day and I'm done. Yeah, look, you're likely to become frustrated if you sneeze more than once and get agitated if you think allergies or a cold might slow you down. Yes, yes. I think this is me. Uh, are you decisive, efficient and wish others would be too? I think so. Yes, Does it totally. also say perfect in every way? Because like, <laughs> there's that. Uh, it does say forceful and demanding. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, close, close. Um, and uh, these sneezers, the get it done sneezers, enjoy physical exertion and like to multitask. Oh, they live to get things done. So while I'm sneezing, I'm brushing my teeth, driving, on fire. I feel like brushing your teeth and sneezing would be a bad combination. It would. Yeah, just toothpaste everywhere on the mirror. <laughs> Um, and finally, the last sneezer is the be right sneezer. Mm. Most likely to cover their mouths when they sneeze. They expect the same from others and will tell them so. Uh, these people are reserved, correct, tidy. They like rules. They're methodical, accurate, precise, and prefer solitude. Judgmental and rigid. They're most likely to tell you of a spelling error on page three of your otherwise flawless 25-page report. Oh, the attention to detail, people. Exactly. They're like, no, this is how you sneeze. This is how you do it. You're doing it wrong, essentially. You're doing it wrong. You're sneezing I, don't know, wrong. I have to say, I mean, wait, who is this, Benadryl or something? Uh, yes. They're not going to make a category for people who are just jerks. Because they're not going to sell their product like, are you a jerk? Take this jerk medicine, jerk. And then be stupid at people. Yeah. Yes. No, that's true. And look, as as with most personality quizzes, the uh, the scientific... Everyone's uh, always nice for the most part. Well, that's right. And, you know, the general terms in terms of personality traits and, you know, you could probably relate to a few of those potentially. Vague, uh, like, uh, vague. like psychic hotlines. Yeah. But it, it was carried out by a human body language expert. What does that mean? Um, Again, is this a marketing thing or is this an actual legitimate person who does legitimate person so research? So th- well, th- this is a legitimate person who does legitimate person research, but she was paid by Dr- Benadryl for this study. Mm. So, you know, it's that, it's that fine line mix of marketing and science here. Mm. Yes. And we could all contemplate on that for a little while, but I think uh, it might be time for a bit of music and have a little bit of a break. Sneeze uh, break. Sneeze break, that's right. I, I can feel one welling up. I need to uh, to get it out. Off He's air. making that face. He's <laughs> making that face when you've got a sneeze coming on. Oh. No, not quite yet. Uh, let's get some music on. Brother B there with Cider Smile, and uh, I hope there's a smile on your face as you're listening to us here on Fuzzy Logic, your science on a Sunday right here on uh, 2XX Community Radio 98.3 FM in Canberra and as far as our antenna will reach. Uh, Today we are talking about sneezing in the studio here. We've got Broderick and Phoebe 
And uh, we were talking before about the causes of sneezing and what types of sneezes there are. But of course, what are the signals for the big sneeze happening? Well, it's the snow, isn't it? But not not the the icy stuff, but that that white fluffy snow. Oh, Have you seen what that? What is that? Exactly, exactly. But it's 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 you just drive across Commonwealth Bridge and you see it coming across, and it looks pretty. But for me, it just makes my nose start to quiver. It's just like, come on, this this is this is I'm going to start sneezing. Um, a co- colloquially, it's called fluff tree. Um, <laughs> but it, it is an actual thing. Uh, it's uh, a kapok or cotton tree um, oh. and uh, falls each year from those trees. And there's quite a few uh, around the ANU and inner south sort of areas um, that uh, make that fluff start coming across. Happens around the same time each year, around October. And uh, But according to Simon Haberle, who's the head of Canberra Pollen Count at the ANU, it's not actually... Causing hay fever. What is, what is then? Pollen? It, uh, the pollen, yeah. So the fluff that we see is actually the seeds that are being blown around. Um, and uh, people always blame it for hay fever because their hay fever starts at the same time that those fluff trees start blowing about. But in fact, it's just a coincidence that it's happening around the same time. I mean, it makes sense because pollen is uh, flying around to... Um, uh, fertilize the the plants that are going around so you want your seeds flying off your plants to be fertilized mm. so they're all going to fly in the air together so it's actually not that fluff that you need to blame for your sneezing when it starts but would you say that everyone in canberra who has hay fever has a pavlovian response to when they see those fluffy things that instantly they're oh my god here it comes with my eyes they're watering oh, totally totally like I it's d- not I, even that you're I blaming too, that. And it's not that it's, do you even it's, have it's hay a fever? False signal you just want to belong <laughs> Just want to be part of the crowd. <laughs> Big sneeze coming up, guys. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's not the cause, it's the signal for hay fever season. Yeah. Um, the other thing I found researching this is it's also the signal, um, apparently for ANU students, that uh, they're in trouble. If you, uh, The saying goes, if you haven't started studying by fluff tree season, it's too late. Uh, because That's your final exams are coming uh, through. Oh, wow, because I, uh, I grew up in Brisbane and I studied at uh, the University of Queensland. And it's similar there, except we have jacaranda trees, like uh, those big purple ones, yeah. and they're all in, in bloom when it's uh, exam time. So whilst they're beautiful, they're terrifying. <laughs> That's right, exams. Oh, see, for me, um, we didn't have jacarandas in Adelaide that I ever knew about. Um, but we You'd always, know. yeah, exactly. But we always used to sing the the Christmas song about you know when the bloom of the jacaranda tree is here, Christmas time is near. I have never heard that. Oh, I'll sing it for you sometime, not on radio. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was a Christmas song that would uh, promote uh, these jacaranda blooms. So I've why is there a Christmas them? song about fluff trees and exactly. sneezing <laughs> and sneeze when on Santa's st- face? <laughs> Rudolph's nose. Rudolph's... It's red! <laughs> it is. Oh, my gosh. Now, I, I tell you a story, but we're going to save it for our special Fuzzy Logic Christmas episode this year. Stay of why, why Rudolph's nose is red. Uh, my nose is currently getting red, and that's due to hay fever. Um, not from the fluff Not tree. Saturday night fever. Not Saturday night. Hay fever. Hay fever, indeed. Um, you know, and uh, hay fever gets its name from hay um, fever. You know, the fever around hay. Like, literally, that's where it comes from. Um, wait, but wait, 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 wait. I thought it was pollen and whatnot. It, it is. Hay has but... pollen? <laughs> All plants have pollen. 
Oh. I mean, that's how they, they, they fertilize each other. They regenerate. The pollen goes onto the ovaries and then they bloom. You know, where the mummy and the daddy plant love each other very much. Whoa, uh, um, whoa, whoa. I, I'm, I'm not ready for this. I, I spent a summer um, fertilizing Where is plants. this going to go? Oh, my <laughs> Not self, like I, I. I didn't even need to make a joke. No, though. no, seriously. I get. I, I had to use a microscope, and I'd um, collect. <laughs> That's <laughs> what she said. <laughs> I, I am so sorry. I everyone. collect the pollen, and then I'd have to rub it on the um, steam. <laughs> sorry, this is getting worse. But it would, it would. I'd, I'd put Science. the pollen on there, and then the plants would flower and make fruit, and then I'd have to count the fruit and how many seeds in the fruit. Wow. That was a summer. Uh, So we got hay fever because, what, farmers were sneezing all the time? Yeah, well, that's right. The the pollen would come around the same time as they were collecting the hay, and, yeah, it's all tied in there. Um, But now in the population, about 3 million Australian adults, about 15% of the population, do get hay fever, which is much higher than I thought. Yeah, that is. Um, But, of course, there's levels. Um, You mild hay fever to very extreme hay fever, and I must admit, as much as I complain, I think mine is on the mild end. Um, He did blow his nose earlier. (laughs) Did. I did. Mildly. Nose. Mild. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but one of the interesting things was actually when I moved to Canberra from Adelaide about seven years ago, I thought I might be able to avoid the hay fever season because I knew it was pollen related. Hmm. Um, and I thought, well, maybe if I go to Canberra, there might be different pollens. There might be a different pollen season. I might be able to get less hay fever. Turns out Canberra and Adelaide, really similar in mm. terms of pollens and pollen season. Uh, so it kind of matched up really nicely. So I still got hay fever just as bad. Um, and in fact, one year I had to travel for work and I travelled uh, in uh, just before October. And I thought, well, normally I get hay fever around the end of October in, in Canberra. Um, and I was going to be away for all of October. So I thought, heck, that'll be great. I'll be in Melbourne, uh, be in Victoria rather. I can delay my hay fever. Turns out in Victoria, hay fever starts a little bit earlier because their plants start pollinating due to the different climate. So I got extended hay you fever season run. that year. Oh, it was, it was lovely. It was lovely. Um, so, yeah, and, and that varies all around the country. In Hobart, um, it uh, peaks uh, slightly in late October and then, um, then continues through November. Brisbane and Darwin are different again. In Brisbane, the peak for pollen is January to March. Wow. A- and in Darwin, it's during the dry season, May and June. Um, whereas Adelaide, Sydney, Canberra, uh, pretty, pretty common during spring. And in fact, sometimes you can get a secondary peak during summer. Uh, due to uh, grass pollen that's happening in these uh, subtropical areas uh, for subtropical grass species. You should just, like, uh, rent a van and then just follow <laughs> the pollen seasons around like a roadie or a groupie for some band, but it's, it's no, no, hay fever. The, the opposite, avoiding the pollen seasons. No, no, no you, you need to go with it. Go with it. Be appreciated yeah, in every state. Yeah, I'm not sure that that's uh, true. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, so it does affect uh, you differently depending on where you are. Um, how do you stop hay fever? Well, I mean, there's a, there's a huge range of different um, treatments out there. Antihistamines have been used to manage hay fever for decades, and it can be the first line in treatment for those with mild or occasional fever. Antihistamines, as the name implies, they are anti 
histamines. Um, histamines are what get produced in our body uh, when we start reacting to that pollen um, because what is actually happening is it's an immune response by our body. They're being like an overprotective parent. They're trying to kick everything out that's coming you know, in through our nose and they're just like, pollen, get away, get away. And they just overreact. You're a bad influence on my child. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and the body's trying to kick it out. And really all that's happening is we're swelling up our nasal passages with histamines and it's making us uh, have this hay fever response with itchy skin, itchy eyes, sneezing and all that sort of thing. But it's, it's just a pure overreaction from our body. Mm. Um, so antihistamines uh, are, are a good start and uh, uh, there used to be most antihistamines used to be quite uh, drowsy, uh, they'd make you drowsy and they'd make you, in fact antihistamines are the really strong ones make me grumpy I get grumpy and tired. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because I have a I have a slight bee allergy, so I have antihistamines with me in case I get stung. Um, because again, same response there. The bee sting comes into me, and my body overreacts, and I start swelling up. Hmm. Um, and so, yeah. So those antihistamines are, they do a great job, but they make me really grumpy. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a strange thing. It's a very strange thing. Grumpy, drowsy. <laughs> yeah. So you go through like the seven dwarf. Reaction. Yeah, exactly. I get bashful because I start <laughs> swelling up and looking horrible. <laughs> and then eventually dopey. <laughs> um, but luckily most of the antihistamines now are non-drowsy, um, especially the ones used for hay fever. So Where's the fun in that? Many, yeah, <laughs> but not as many issues. Um, there's decongestant nasal sprays, which are pretty uh, good, but shouldn't be used for too long. Um, there's also... Uh, for people who have really severe uh, symptoms of hay fever, there are intranatal steroid sprays too. Um, and uh, they're kind of like a, a preventative action. Um, so uh, most effective use before the pollen season and um, then continue to use throughout the hay fever season um, and uh, minimise those side effects in the nose and reduce your allergic eye symptoms and, uh, and those sorts of things there. So, uh, you know, there are some... Um, some different options out there. Uh, but one of the strangest uh, treatments that I got told about when I was in uni was uh, one day I was suffering badly, hay fever, sneezing away, and someone I was studying with prescribed me a, a remedy of some local honey. Oh, yeah. And, in fact, they were good enough to go and out and buy it for me. <laughs> like, because you were so grumpy dealing with it, taking the antihistamines. Yeah, no, they were I, like, I just shut up and take this honey. Anything that would glue your jaws <laughs> shut. Yeah, just keep me quiet. No, I wasn't taking antihistamines, uh, but he, he saw some local honey for me too. And I'm like, mm, yeah, really? Is that going to help me? Like, I was quite appreciative. I said, thanks for the honey, you know, and then I went home. In a I'm patronizing like, voice, oh, thanks for the honey. It'll yeah. really help me. Thanks. So I decided to do my research uh, instead of being too patronizing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and went out there and I had a look. And, of course, the internet is filled with, as it often is, oh, yeah, this is a total remedy. You know, it's a total cure. Um, but, of course, these uh, weren't necessarily coming from scientific-based websites. Um, mm. They were coming from some interesting websites. But according to the, the articles that I was reading, they were saying honey cures hay fever through a process called desensitization. A uh, patient takes two tablespoons of honey every day, done in the two or three months preceding hay fever season, um, and the honey contains traces of pollen because, obviously, bees go to flowers, they get the pollen, pollinate the flowers, pollen on the bees make the honey, um, all kind of mixed in there. Um, but the pollen that's normally in honey is the heavy grain type of pollen, which doesn't trigger allergic reactions in the human body. It's normally just the small grain, uh, the light grain pollen that 
triggers it. Um, so this heavy grain pollen in there then desensitizes the body to the local pollen, and the pollen doesn't then trigger allergic reactions in the hay fever season. So why aren't you carrying a little sort of travel pack of honey with you as opposed to these tissues? Well, that's a, that's a good you know question. How people have like hand sanitizer and a carabiner <laughs> on their belt. You can have that just, with honey. Just, just and just, honey. Yeah, it's it's look. It all sounds quite reasonable, um, and. Uh, you know, the process they talk about, it's kind of like vaccination, you know, you inject a dead cell into your body, mm. um, dead version of the virus, our body recognises it and can then reject it if it gets the live version coming in, hey, protect it. That sounds like what's going on here with the honey. Um, and in fact, uh, allergy immunopathy is a, um, uh, another way of treating uh, allergic reactions and they do a similar thing for hay fever sufferers. They inject the pollen into the patients before the hay season to reduce allergy symptoms. Um, but both these systems use the blood supply rather than just swallowing it down. So mm. will swallowing honey actually help us? Inject mm. the honey. Inject the honey, that's right. No, please don't inject yourself with honey. You're um, all sweet <laughs> enough. Uh, sorry, did it work? Well, it didn't work for me. Mm. Um, and in fact, uh, researchers at the University of Connecticut in 2002 uh, did a, a study on honey's effectiveness and they divided hay fever sufferers into three groups. Uh, one group they gave local unpasteurised unfiltered honey, which is supposed to be the best because it's still got as much of that pollen in there. Um, so, and uh, unfiltered, unpasteurised, really good stuff for you, apparently, according to everyone else. Uh, second group was given a nationally collected, filtered and pasteurised honey. So not with that local pollen necessarily, but um, uh, still should hopefully have some of it in there. Um, and then a third group were given a placebo of corn syrup with honey flavouring. Um, <laughs> so, you know, just uh, to keep everything out to see what was going on. And all subjects were asked to record how dreadful they felt on different days, but neither honey group fared better than the placebo group. Oh, there you go. So, you know, not necessarily an effect there, but, you know, some people swear by this treatment. Yeah. And, and whether it's the placebo effect or whether it's... Hey, if it works for you... Um, Exactly, exactly. And there are also proven, um, scientifically proven, antibacterial properties of honey. Um, so it might be something to do with that, you know, just keeping yourself a bit healthy in there that are helping. It's hard to tell. Um, so what did you do with the honey that the guy gave you? Oh, look, I ate you it. threw it back at him. No, 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 I ate it and enjoyed it. I had honey on toast and that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, science potentially out on the topic. But, you know, if it works for you, stick with it. Mm. Anything to stop the sneezing. Um, Except if you're a vegan, then you can't have honey. Can you? No, it comes from an animal. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Mm. Yeah. I would have thought just milk and eggs. Yeah. yeah. Vegan, no yeah, honey. No honey. Oh, disappointment. Just stick with the antihistamines. <laughs> totally. Totally. They're uh, not made from an animal, are they? No. No, no, I think they're, they're generated in a lab. I should have mentioned earlier, this show's called Fuzzy Logic, and I'm really more of the fuzzy side than the logic <laughs> side, so... That's right, we could change, change our names. Fuzzy and Logic. <laughs> <laughs> and or Logic. And or. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. All right, uh, we'll collect ourselves here and uh, play a little bit of music. Eat some uh, honey. Eat some honey, that's right. I didn't bring any with me, um, but we'll see what we can do. You're listening to Fuzzy Logic on 98.3 FM, 2XX Community Radio, and that was a local band, Mustard Courage, there with their song, Same Old Thing Again. 
Well, in the studio today, it's Broderick here, and I've got Phoebe with me. And before Hi. that song, Phoebe, we were talking about hay fever and its causes and its funness and all those sorts of things. And See, what's... I've never had hay fever, oh, so I feel it's... a bit cruel, you know, I guess talking about it, having well, never experienced well, it. Well, look, to give you a better idea of what hay fever is really like, I found this amazing rap song on YouTube. Uh, it's by a guy called Heath John, and it's the Hay Fever Rap. Ooh. And uh, I thought, you know, to get to uh, show you about it. And it's actually got some science in there and some treatment options, so let's have a listen you to that. You might learn something. Exactly. <laughs> let's have a listen to the Hay Fever Rap. What's the pollen count? Man, I'm so sick of allergies. What's <sighs> you? <sighs> Girls think I'm crying, folks think I'm flying None of these treatments work that I'm buying All day long it's itches and sneezes Coming with a vengeance, flying on the breezes What's the... What's the... What's the pollen count? What's the... What's in the heat of the day or the cool of the night When you think you're on top it will pick you a fight Poppin' Sudafed, Clarentine, Telfast and Zyrtec But what I'm paying for my problem ain't worth it What's the pollen count? What, 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 what's the pollen count? What's the pollen count? What, 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 I'm biting my nails, searching for relieving All these treatments I don't believe in Rubbing my eyes, it itches like mad Squirting steroids up my nose, now that's gotta be bad What's the pollen count? What's the, what's the, what's the... What's the pollen count? Scratch tests might find my triggers alone Can't live in a bubble allergy-proof home If you're so smart, then go ahead and fix this Tingles in my nose like I'm snorting some whiz-fizz What's the pollen count? What, 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 what's the pollen count? What's the pollen count? I'm sitting at my laptop searching for a cure People coming at me with a promise and a lure Naturopaths, pharmacy, salesmen and doctors Do these experts know how to stop this? Allergic rhinitis, stealing all my energy Sniffling and itchy for another bogus remedy House cleaning products and canine company All trigger chaos in my sinuses, capillaries What's the... What's the... What's the pollen count? What's, 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 what, what, what's the pollen count? Chamomile honey, butter, burn, diet. Sell me that hope, cause you know that I'll buy it. Millions frustrated, desperation shows. It gets a bit gross with Vaseline up my nose. So I'm wrapping and flapping my trapping just to make you aware. There's mold, dust, grass, and pollen in the air. <laughs> That was the hay fever rap there from uh, from a crew. Um, we, we might post a link to that later on our Facebook page where you can check it out for yourself and uh, see what's going on. So we've been talking about sneezing today and we are talking about hay fever before, but I wanted to finish off today with uh, another reason for sneezing. Uh, which... A little rhyme there. Look oh, at you. Look at me. I got the my rap rap <laughs> Another reason for... Oh, no, please don't, Broderick. Um... 
<laughs> no, I don't. So it's something called uh, photic sneezing, uh, which is uh, something that uh, I, I've seen in a couple of people. And I was just talking to Phoebe about it in the last break, and you suffer from this. I do. What is photic sneezing, Phoebe? Well, uh, from what I can understand, it's like if I go outside and I've been in a dark room or, you know, my house, you know, just watching the TV, and then I go outside and it's very sunny and you look directly into the sun, you sneeze. You do. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's something that apparently is uh, around 20% of the world's population suffer from photic sneezing. So you're not alone in this. Totally not alone. Um, And it's a really interesting uh, phenomenon. Now, it only happens when you go from that dark room into bright sunlight. Yeah. You know, like when you go into the light and it actually hurts your eyes? Yeah. That, I'll often sneeze. And I thought it was because your eyes water looking at the light and then that water runs down the back of your throat, neck, I don't know, and then you sneeze. That's that's a fair fair um, interpretation of what's going on. It's wrong, isn't it? Uh, it is wrong, um, <laughs> but that's all right. I was going to talk about um, the Greek philosopher Aristotle. He observed this phenomenon way back when, mm. um, and uh, in his book of problems, uh, he asked, why does the heat of the sun provoke sneezing and not the heat of the fire? He concluded that the sun's heat aerosolizes the fluids within the nose, which triggers a sneeze. The heat of a fire, on the other hand, uh, not only vaporizes those fluids, but also consumes them, thus drying out the nose, which actually inhibits a sneeze. Aristotle. Now, he was wrong too. Oh. <laughs> so I'm just pointing out that, you know, it's good to take a guess. That's what all scientists do. Um, Now we know a bit more about the biology that underlies this sneezing reflex, uh, and it's known as the autosomal dominant compelling helio-ophthalmic outburst, or, if you put it in an acronym, ACHU. No. Yeah. Autosomal dominant compelling, C, helio, H, ophthalmic, O, outburst, O, ACHU. And uh, what it means, autosomal means that it's uh, genetic, it comes from your genes, and... uh, Helio-ophthalmic means outburst, is that that burst from the sun. And uh, what they found is that uh, the, uh, the ophthalmic nerve is really closely related to that same pathway that's triggered when you're sneezing. So when your nose sends a signal that the cilia are disrupted, there's something in there that's foreign matter, it sends a signal to your brain. But that's the same pathway, uh, really closely related to the pathway that comes from your eyes when it's sending light signals to your brain. And so when you get that bright flash signal, uh, it gets misinterpreted by about 20% of people. And that bright flash gets misinterpreted as the sneeze signal in your brain. And so your brain makes you sneeze. When the wow, light. so my brain is just misinterpreting stuff. That's, That's right. That's right. So it's just because those signals come so closely together that uh, in, in some people it's uh, interrelated and so you get that sneezing effect underlying. There you go. And then I have to practically get the sneeze out of the way because that's what Benadryl type I am. <laughs> Benadryl, Benadryl. Everyone, Benadryl. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's kind of crazy. Um, but, uh, you know, it can be really difficult. Have you ever found it, uh, in this study they talk about the dangerousness of it. Have you ever had it when you come out of a tunnel into bright light and you sneeze while you're driving? Yes. Yeah, and that's quite dangerous because well, when you sneeze, your eyes close. when you sneeze, well, if you don't close, your eyes don't your eyes pop out uh no that's not quite true doesn't that happen to pug dogs i don't know i swear that's actually a thing <laughs> we need to report on this because i swear it's a thing all right because they have those big googly eyes they do oh, they do i don't think their eyes would actually pop out though 
if they, they kept them open while they're sneezing. No, I don't think they can close them. That's the issue. <laughs> ah, right, right. No, I'm pretty sure they sneeze and they're okay. Yeah. Well, they don't want to get hay fever then, because then the risk is even higher. Well, exactly. But everyone has that fear when they drive that if they sneeze, they'll cause a massive accident. But yes, it does happen when I come out of tunnels yeah. into the light. But uh, it's only over the sun, like it's not... Uh, it's not like in a theatre show where there's a big flashbang <laughs> in the show and I'm... <laughs> that would be quite awkward. That would, that would yeah. ruin the drama. Yeah. Well, hopefully we've solved some of your sneezing problems for you today, listeners, and uh, you've enjoyed this crazy um, snot-filled journey that Phoebe and I have gone on today. Um, thank you for joining me in the studio, Phoebe. Thank you for having me. Uh, Thanks, a- everybody. <laughs> no worries. And uh, hopefully we'll catch you next week uh, right here on Fuzzy Watching. The reasons why, well, I- <laughs> what just happened?